The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Ecstatica, the way to an erotic, ecstatic love life. Your host is Ellen Etoff, the soulful sex coach. Our program will take you beyond the sex you've been experiencing and open up a whole new world of intimacy. You've got a lot to learn today, so let's get started. Here is Ellen Etoff. Are you ready for an ecstatic love life? I am. You've heard of female ejaculation, and today we're going to explore what continues to be a bit of a mystery for many lovers. Like, what is it really, and why would you want to do it? And if you do want to do it, how do you make it happen? Uh, To quote my guest for today, she says, the G-spot is the female prostate. All women have one, as do men, and female ejaculate is prostatic fluid. Therefore, all women have the ability to ejaculate. Discover how to let go and let it flow. So we're going to get into quite a bit of depth about this, but I want to make sure that um, I don't want to set women up for this to be just one more thing that you have to achieve to be sexually fulfilled. The perspective of this program is to support female ejaculation as a beautiful expression of a woman's sexuality. And today you'll discover why the G-spot is the literal heart of female sexuality. We'll explore female ejaculation's history, its ancient history actually, uh, and the current scientific studies and how to have a G-spot orgasm and how to get this wonderful feminine fountain flowing. She calls it a feminine fountain, which I think is a great metaphor. So both women and the men who love them will get a lot out of this program. Now, recognizing this is kind of a touchy subject for a lot of people will also address the biggest obstacles to female ejaculation and how to overcome them, including what my guest calls the three yucks. Why a woman would why would a woman want to ejaculate? Shame is number two, and performance. So if you're listening to the live show and would like to ask a question or offer a comment, you can do so in two ways. One is you can call in live. Um, The number to call is 866-472-5795, and that number will begin again on the break. Or you can send an email to me, which I'll check on and off during the show, and that email address is radioshow at ecstatica.com. That's R-A-D-I-O-S-H-O-W, one word, at ecstatica, E-X, like exciting, T as in Tom, A-T-I-C-A dot com. And just so you know, this email address is only used for the, the live radio shows. And also the replays of the show and all the Ecstatica radio shows are available streaming online or as an MP3 download to take with you. And that's at ecstatica.com slash show, S-H-O-W. 
And before we get started, I just want to mention that I have a gift for my listeners. It's my hour-long audio and ebook called Beyond Orgasm, How to Have a More Deeply Connected Sexual Experience. You can find that at, guess where, ecstatica.com on the homepage. Or you could go to beyondorgasm.com and get to the same place. Okay, so now I'd like to introduce my guest. Her name is Deborah Sundahl. And Deborah Sundahl is really the foremost pioneer and expert in the realm of female ejaculation and the G-spot. She's the author of Female Ejaculation and the G-spot by Hunter House. That was in 2003 that she published it. And her 28 years of groundbreaking contributions in this field include a line of videos, educational videos, titled The Female Ejaculation Sex Education Series by Isis Media. And Deborah produced and hosts that herself. Uh, She lectures and gives workshops in North America and Europe, workshops specifically on this topic. And she's taught thousands of men and women how to integrate the G-spot and female ejaculation into their erotic body and sexual life. She continues to be a spokesperson for female sexuality and an advocate for sex education. And as a personal note, I met uh, Deborah, when we she gave a wonderful presentation, including complete with amazing slides, in San Francisco a few years back, and it was clear to me that she's the real deal. She's been a very, what I consider a very courageous pioneer in the realm of this topic, when it was definitely not in vogue to discuss female ejaculation, let alone the G spot. So, welcome, Deborah Sundahl. Well, hi. Thank you. Welcome. So, I'd like to start by telling a couple of stories about female ejaculation that some listeners may relate to. The first was uh, decades ago uh, with my husband I was with for 20 years. Um, Fortunately, he was very adventuresome. And on three separate occasions, not that close together, maybe many months or even years apart, but on three occasions, I actually ejaculated during lovemaking. And Fortunately for both of us, we, we both knew what it was. I mean, we'd never heard of it, but intuitively we knew what it was and we thought it was really cool. We were very intrigued, but we didn't know how to make it happen again. And then about a year and a half after he and I split, I reunited with an old boyfriend from way back, way prior to that. And once during sex, I ejaculated And I knew what it was, and I immediately told him what it was, but he wasn't buying it. And he got up in the middle of sex and took a shower. And so that was very, well, fortunately, I wasn't really demeaned because um, I really knew what it was. And it was, I just took it on that he didn't believe it. He was uneducated, and I tried to educate him. But what it gave me a glimpse into was the, the attitude that a lot of women have had to deal with, um, the, the either not knowing what it is, what's gone on, the fear that maybe they may have peed, or not being able to convince their partner or being demeaned by their partner and shamed and really shut down. And when you shut down yeah. this part of your sexuality, it starts to shut down across the gamut. You can't just shut down part of your sexuality, in my opinion. And just like you can't shut down just some of your emotions. If you start to repress the negative emotions, sort of like everything gets dampened as with antidepressants. So um, I'm happy to report that over the years, I've actually become very free in this department, and it brings a lot of pleasure. 
So I want to start out by being clear that, again, I don't want to make this one more thing women have to do, but rather to educate and inspire to make it a a possibility as an expression of their sexuality. And I also want to focus on eliminating any shame and guilt around this topic and, and help people, especially women, you know, explore this realm if that intrigues them. And this is why I invited Deborah. She's really sort of the grand dame of female ejaculation. And we're going to get into sort of weaving in and out of three levels of this phenomenon, the, the historical, uh, the physical, the anatomical, and the spiritual. So let's dive right in. Um, Deborah. maybe you could start with some of the history. I know there's a lot of female ejaculation depicted in Japanese and East Indian art and probably a lot of other art. Um, maybe you could give us kind of a short Cliff Notes history of uh, female ejaculation. Sure. The Greeks knew about it. They did not debate its existence. They debated its properties and its function. Um, they believed that female ejaculate contained an essence. And when that essence was combined with the essence in male ejaculate, it was responsible for new life. Isn't that beautiful? Wow. Yeah, so they the thought that was the source of the, yeah, of the egg. They huh? did. Mm-hmm. Another ancient culture, uh, Tantra culture, both a religion and a science from India, eastern China, oh, year two, three, four thousand years old. And they had a name for female ejaculate called Amrita, nectar of the gods. Yes, and I understand that in some cultures, warriors were encouraged to drink at this Amrita to fortify themselves before going off to war, going off to battle. Is that true? Well, that's not um, recorded. That, I think, is a modern kind of myth. But certainly... One could see how a deep sexual healing with love and kindness and sexuality um, could be beneficial for post-traumatic stress in warriors. So, I mean, that's where that came ah, from. Ah, interesting. Definitely something to look into. Yeah, healing by the feminine after going to war, maybe, huh? Yeah. Yep. The Tantra culture, they were yoga masters and meditation masters, so they developed hours-long rituals to set every nerve on erotic fire. Mm. And they believed that sex was sacred. And so they built temples to honor sexuality. Can you imagine this? In our Western culture, we, we hardly can, can imagine this. And yet you can go to India today and see the ruins of these temples. Yes, it's really amazing, and it's, it's um, even more amazing that we have so much sex in the media in our faces, and yet it's on another level so repressed. Or so. Yeah, so um, why do you think that with this history, though, of sort of revering female ejaculation, that there's um, an aversion to it, or why it be- somehow became negative or suppressed or repressed? Along the well, way. we don't really know. We don't really know what happened. Let's just blame the Victorians. How about that? <laughs> okay? Let's do that. So, um, why do you think it's now being recognized? Well, not just now, but in the last decade or two, maybe a couple decades. 
Any particular reason, or is it just because female um, sort of vibrancy and and female status in the culture has risen over the last few decades? It's been slowly gathering steam in the 20th century in the Western medical profession. Dr. Grappenberg is a urologist from the 1930s. He is actually the person the G-spot is named after. He wrote about the female prostate and female ejaculation as as a medical doctor, and he was ostracized from his um, profession for doing so. So the people who put the word G-spot into our everyday vernacular, these were sexologists and scientists, research scientists, Whipple and Perry, and they wrote the book, The G-Spot, mm-hmm. in 1982, and that book set the world on fire. Everybody started to go on the hunt for the G-Spot. <laughs> So now that we're into that, let's talk about the anatomy of it. Tell us about you know the connection between the G spot and female ejaculate, and where it, where does the ejaculate come from, and how does it get released? So the G spot is actually the female prostate, and the female prostate surrounds the urethral canal, just like the male prostate does. But whereas the male prostate sits back by the bladder, the female prostate begins at the very outside opening to the body. So again, surrounds the urethral canal, starts at the outside opening of the body. So how does that relate to the G-spot specifically? How does it what I'm sorry, we're getting how does, how does that prostate gland then uh, that female prostate relate to the G spot specifically? Are you saying it is the prostate? That's right. The female the female the G spot is the female prostate. So my understanding, and I could be totally off base on this, but is that the the ejaculate is really not so much in the G spot, but is in the skein's glands. It's sort of in that general territory of the woman's pelvis. Okay. No. 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 No, no. The um, the Skeen's glands is what the Victorian uh, doctor Alexander Skeen called the female prostate in the Victorian times. Okay? I love it how men love to name women's parts after themselves. Yes, and <laughs> he saw two two. He saw a couple ducks coming out of the urethra, and he. Um, Noted them because they sometimes became clogged. Okay, so basically they considered the female prostate vestigial, meaning dried up, non-functioning in Victorian times. And we have kind of been battling that um, until this decade, really. So they considered it, you said dried up in Victorian times? Vestigial, dried up, non-functioning. Interesting, but maybe, yeah, but... Our conjecture, at least my conjecture, is that it was dried up and non-functioning because women's sexuality was so repressed at that time. <laughs> they didn't dare let it function, I suppose, huh? But, but the point is they knew about the female prostate, but again, they considered it non-functioning. Yeah, it's a typical, the, the story about the, the female prostate and female ejaculation is a classic feminist tale. Missing body parts 
lies, secrets, and silences. And having a feminist background, you know, it's just a perfect story for me to uh, um, tell. So, can you tell us a little about the um, the actual scientific um, definition of the cons- uh, the properties or components of the female ejaculate and how that is similar or different to male ejaculate? Well, of course, the biggest thing is there's no semen in female ejaculate. Of course. But that's what female ejaculate is, is it's prosthetic fluid. And then um, it changes consistency during the a period of um, being released or ejaculated, correct? Or it can change consistency. It can start out more milky and get more thin and fluid, like more watery. Female ejaculate, um, the prostate, yes, emits a small, white, milky ejaculate um, initially, which most people never see. Um, but a female ejaculate um, is actually very profuse, it can be from one tablespoon to over a cup or two. It is clear. It is watery. And um, it is most easily released from the body when a, when a woman feels happy with her situation in life, with her partner, with her environment, with her, and she feels good in her body. Joculate mm. um, will just flow from a woman's body. In so, fact, a Western, and I, I do want to add this, uh-huh. um, the first Western study of the female prostate was from Dutch economist Rigner de Graaf in 1646, and he studied its ducts and glands, of which there are up to 48 ducts and glands in the female prostate. There are only two ducts and glands in the male prostate. Wow. Yes. And the female prostate is one-fourth the size of the male prostate. And it's sprinkled along the urethral canal from about two inches from the outside opening of the body, sprinkled along that urethral canal about two inches. Some people in my lecture have said it looks like a vine. And we know that we've called the um, male prostate chestnut shape, right? So, um, I love this nature motif of the vine and the chestnut. I love it. Mmm, yeah. So, we're going to take a short break, but when we come come back, I'd like to talk more about um, specifically how to release this and a question that was given to me um, via email by um, a prospective listener. She wanted, she knew about the show and wanted to ask a question in advance. So we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, um, we'll get to that. This is um, Ellen Etoff with my guest, Deborah Sandal. Stay tuned for more on female ejaculation and the G-spot. is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. It's being called the easiest way to have mind-blowing sex. Why? Because it turns average sex into incredible sex without you doing anything different. 
And today, you can see it for yourself in a free report. Learn how easy it is to stimulate greater sexual passion, enhance libido, and easier multiple orgasms for women. Experience new levels of intimacy as old sexual inhibitions melt away. And it all happens when you simply play a special type of music while you make love. How is it possible that nothing more than just playing music can give you such incredible sexual encounters? Because this music is enhanced with a special technology called auditory pheromones. Learn how scientifically proven auditory pheromones unleash a wave of sexual passion, intimacy, and pleasure, and free the body to experience maximum arousal and stimulation. Get your free auditory pheromones report today at musicforbettersex.com. That's musicforbettersex.com. Health is in your hands. What you do and what you don't do sets the course for the path of your life. Listen for wise chats, simple talk, profound wisdom with Dr. Mary Jo Bulbrook. Through this series, we'll explore energetic approaches to health and healing that provide practical and personal solutions. Our guests will share ideas and insights that will help us all adopt new behaviors and create lasting internal shifts. Wise Chats can be heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This is Ecstatica, the way to an erotic, ecstatic love life. Do you have questions or comments for Ellen Etoff or her guests? Call in live at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to radio show at ecstatica.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Ellen Etoff with Deborah Sundahl, my expert guest on female ejaculation and the G-Spot. And she's the producer and host of the Female Ejaculation Sex Education Series. And before we get back to that, um, I want to mention something that you might have heard during the break, uh, mention of my music for lovemaking infused with auditory pheromones. So as a lot of my listeners know, I work with various energetic technologies And one of these I produced is a special music for lovemaking um, called Love Unbound. So if your sexual challenges include anything like low libido, yours or your partner's, cultural inhibitions, feeling a bit out of sync with your partner or difficulty with female orgasm and possibly even female ejaculation, we don't know about that yet, but you'll be interested to know that customers who play this music in the background while they make love consistently report enhanced libido and arousal rates, deeper intimacy, easier orgasms, and often multiple orgasms for women for the first time, release of cultural and religious inhibitions um, that result in greater spontaneity, and easier communication about sexual needs and desires, and a sense of spiritual union. So if you want to learn more about this, go to getabettersexlife.com. Okay, so um, I want to clarify that, as Deborah mentioned over the break, that so far she's been talking about the inherent nature of 
the G-spot and female ejaculation. So, of course, it's been very suppressed and repressed in our culture, and she was saying only about half of women even know what it is. So, um, let me start with a question that came in from Connie. She asks, what percentage of women actually experience the G-spot, and if it's a low number, why is that? And could it be an anatomical reason? Oh, so talking about the female prostate um, and why, and as, as most men can attest to, the, fem- the prostate is ultra-sensitive by nature. So what's going on that some women or their partners can be have their finger or their penis right on the G-spot and she doesn't feel anything? What is that about? Okay, that's because yeah. the prostate is, the G-spot is numbed out due to the way we make love in Western culture, which is to ram this prostate before it's even, you know, ready. Again, it sits right at the outside opening, surrounds the urethra, it starts at the outside opening of the body. The urethral canal parallels the roof of the vaginal canal. In fact, they share the same wall. Mm -hmm. So when you have any type of intercourse, Okay, you are stimulating the G-spot, the prostate. You cannot not stimulate it. Right. It's always being stimulated. So the questions are, you know, well, what's happening to this fluid? You stimulate the G-spot, you create fluid. Well, what's happening to it? Where does it go? And the other question is, well, if we're stimulating the G-spot, why don't some women feel it? And, in fact, they don't feel anything, and and the popular culture believes that only some women have one. Well, no, that's not what's going on. What's going on is it's numb, and we need to bring it back to its natural state of ultra-sensitivity. So how do you do that? Well, this is where Tantra enters the picture with the G-spot. The Tantra basics. Tantra is about, you know, breathing and relaxing. It's about using the breath to create pleasure and build pleasure and enlarge pleasure in your body. It's about eye-gazing if you have a partner. It's about connecting to your partner with your eyes, which is much more present and intimate. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, so these basic Tantra techniques, this is what we do when we reawaken these sensations of the G-spot. We use the breath. We go inside. We we visit our our inner erotic self. Who is she? Mm. If you do any type of meditation or inner inner, um, techniques and and activities that um, build your relationship with your inner life, with your inner self, like yoga, tai chi, meditation, journaling, um, art, um, dance, certain types of like five rhythm dances, all helps us get in touch. And it's using the breath, being still, going inside, putting your finger on your G-spot and not moving it. Not moving it. This is impossible for about 95% of the population. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And not it's moving it just so you can develop that, that awareness of it, that sensitivity. Awareness. Awareness and mindfulness. Absolutely. 
So breathing, relaxing, noticing what you feel there, not stimulating. You will be amazed what you feel in your G-spot when you just breathe and relax and don't stimulate. It'll light up like a neon sign. It's astonishing. So at this point, could you, for, for those women who really aren't clear exactly where their G-spot is, or for the men who aren't 100% clear, can you describe how you get to that position where you can touch your G-spot with your finger? Well, again, the G-spot, the female prostate surrounds the urethral canal, starts at the outside opening of the body. So the very first thing you do is sit down with a big mirror, Face north with the bright light, you know, or a big flashlight and look at your beautiful vulva and find Mm. your urethral opening and there's a meaty area that surrounds the urethral opening. This is what I call the head of the G-spot. And so from your urethra, you slowly, ever so slowly, millimeter by millimeter, Walk your finger from the urethral opening towards the vaginal entrance, right there in the vaginal entrance. This is all the prostate under there, under that tissue. On the side that faces your abdomen, correct? Just so people understand what you're saying. So on the, the Well, the roof. No, stand up. What's the roof of the house? You know, it's up. Yes. Right. Part towards the stomach, not towards the butt. Exactly. I just want to make that or clear the, so people can floor. visualize this because this is radio. <laughs> it, it's so confusing. Just stand up, you know, what's towards the floor and what's towards the ceiling, you know. Right. It can be. Anyways, get to know that. And as you slowly walk your finger across the roof, the, just the entrance of the vagina and at just a millimeter, couple millimeters, you know, barely an inch inside, you start to feel the famous ridges of the G-spot. And so that's what I call the body of the G-spot. And you continue to slowly walk your finger millimeter by millimeter across this organ that is felt through the roof of the vagina, and you'll notice that your finger will curl, and it's curling around the tail end of this organ that hangs down through the roof of the vagina. You see what I mean? Well, I certainly do, and I know a lot of people say that um, that sometimes it's not as easy to recognize with your finger unless a woman is aroused. Now, how no, often no, do you think is. that's a situation? No, it is. It is. It is. This is because we're going at it with the wham-bam-thank-you mentality. Mm-hmm. The button that we're going to press and it's going to jack us off the planet. You know, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Breathe and relax. Drop down and feel. You'll, you'll be astonished. And I know that you know this from experience because you teach a lot of women in your live workshops how to experience this. Is that correct? Oh, yes. And couples. And couples. Excellent. So just while I'm thinking of it, um, if you want to learn about um, Deborah's workshops as well as get access to her various videos and her book, um, her website is isismedia.org. That's I-S as in 
Sundal, uh, or Sunshine, I-S-I-S-M-E-D-I-A dot org, O-R-G. We'll, come, we'll tell you that again, but I just wanted to mention it while we were on the topic of her teaching so many women. So I, I want to say that to validate the fact that, you know, women may say, well, I can't feel mine, but listen to what Deborah's saying because this is not just her experience. This is her her own bo- experience with her own body. This is her experience with many, many women that she trains to explore their female prostate or G-spot and learn to ejaculate. Yeah. That's right. So, can you just really emphasize, let's, you know, in the beginning of our discussion, we talked about, or in our discussion last week before the show here, you mentioned the three yucks, so I put that in the program description. The first one being, why would a woman want to ejaculate? Like, why should she bother to go through what you're suggesting? Uh, it is what women do as our... Female nature. It's what our bodies are born to do. I mean, we bleed. We bleed out, down, out of the body, down into the earth. You know, we give birth down into the earth. We ejaculate down into the earth. The female, um, the feminine is very earthy, very yin and watery. You know, this is just so much um, of our inherent Femininity. And And it's pleasurable. It's pleasurable. And it's, um, don't you think? I mean, (laughs) I think it's It's not. I want to make a point about its um, its smell. Um, Yes. Answer your question releasing ejaculate from the body is deeply pleasurable, it is not an orgasm. The G-spot orgasm is a, a different thing, you know, and you will know when you have it. Believe me, it'll blow your... You'll see stars. Um, your whole body will shake. I mean, it's convulsive. It is so deeply satiating. And ejaculation is a byproduct of that type of orgasm in general. Okay? So, but it's when you... The feeling of this deep release, deep somewhere in your pelvis, this is emptying, is so, so deeply pleasurable. I know I keep saying deep, but it's, it's all very but deep. But it is deep. It's inside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, but also, you can ejaculate, as you, I think you were saying, but you can also ejaculate without actually having that orgasm or... Yes. Yeah. Okay. So... Why do you think we've developed so much shame and guilt around this? It has led to such a suppression of this phenomenon. It's basically religious. I mean, the our Western tradition is Christian, and it has really abhorred the female body for the last millennia. It has not been kind to sexuality or femininity. And, of course, we can really see this reflected in Islam today. This is what uh, it was like in Europe during the Inquisition times. Women Mm -hmm. were very repressed, and many were were killed. At least they don't have that going on um, in the Middle East right now. Um, But it was nasty, very, very, very nasty. Um, So, again, this is something we're just crawling out of. (laughs) <laughs> era. You know, we're in a new millennia. 
And really, it's about the divine feminine. And when you smell female ejaculate, and when you ejaculate the next time or for the first time, I want you to put your nose in it and take a big whiff and smell this incredible fragrance that is precious light like the forest floor, that is inspiring, that is just divine. It is like heaven sent. And remind yourself, ladies, this is who you are as a feminine erotic being. As a feminine being, this is what you create when you feel pleasure and happiness and expansiveness and creativity in your life that is rooted in your erotic body, not off somewhere in your head, in your body. Um, this is who we are as women. We've been told a lot of horrible things about the vagina, about female sexuality that I'm not going to repeat because we don't even need to repeat it anymore. This is the fact. That other stuff was lies and myths. This is the fact, and every woman can do it. You know, you also mentioned that this wonderful fragrance and so forth, and I know that one of the big concerns, and we're going to get into um, more about the obstacles to ejaculating, but one of the concerns is a woman is she's afraid she's going to pee or is peeing. And, and I want to stress that just like a man whose um, ejaculate is passed through the same channel as his uh, urine, you know, a woman's uh, ejaculate comes out in the same way. So just because it's coming out doesn't mean that it's, it's pee. But I think it's important for people to, um, to recognize that. And, and yes, how I do you get past that, that concern? Um, I just tell them in my lectures, this is what I always tell them. A man urinates and ejaculates from his urethra. A woman urinates and ejaculates from her urethra. So we haven't known about female ejaculation, therefore women think, oh, well, this has to be pee, it can't be anything else, because they didn't know they did two things also, and so this is how this happens. So the biggest obstacle for women to ejaculating is letting go, because women just hear the word sex and we tense up, we tense those muscles up like you would not believe, instinctively, unconsciously. We tense them up because mm-hmm. the last thing any woman in the world, in general, is going to want to do is pee when she's having sex. Am I right? That's right, especially if your partner ends up getting up to take a shower like mine did once. So, so women are so tense in their pelvic floor muscles, you, you wouldn't even believe it. Right. Um, so, and we're so take, we're letting take go, mm-hmm. some women can get this information and ejaculate like, tonight. Others will work at it for a year because they have the issue physically and mentally of letting go, of really knowing it's not urine, it's ejaculate. Okay, so we're going to take our last break and then we'll come back to discuss more about getting past the obstacles to ejaculating. Uh, This is Ellen Etoff with female ejaculation expert Deborah Sundahl. And you can get replays of this and all the Ecstatica radio episodes, both streaming or online as downloads at ecstatica.com slash show. That's E-X-T-A-T-I-C-A dot com slash S-H-O-W. We'll be right back. (music) 
This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. It's being called the easiest way to have mind-blowing sex. Why? Because it turns average sex into incredible sex without you doing anything different. And today, you can see it for yourself in a free report. Learn how easy it is to stimulate greater sexual passion, enhance libido, and easier multiple orgasms for women. Experience new levels of intimacy as old sexual inhibitions melt away. And it all happens when you simply play a special type of music while you make love. How is it possible that nothing more than just playing music can give you such incredible sexual encounters? Because this music is enhanced with a special technology called auditory pheromones. Learn how scientifically proven auditory pheromones unleash a wave of sexual passion, intimacy, and pleasure, and free the body to experience maximum arousal and stimulation. Get your free auditory pheromones report today at musicforbettersex.com. That's musicforbettersex.com. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. is ecstatica the way to an erotic ecstatic love life do you have questions or comments for ellen etoff or her guests call in live at 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to radio show at ecstatica.com now back to the program Welcome back. This is Ellen Etoff on Ecstatica with Deborah Sandal, and we're exploring female ejaculation and the G spot. So, I, you know, it's a fine line between women feeling inspired to want to explore their bodies and their responsiveness and their G spot or female prostate and the and the release that the female ejaculate can provide, and also if you're doing that dance with a partner. Sometimes it's easy to get into sort of a performance mentality. That's kind of the masculine mode. And I think this is born out of, um, you know, porn. Um, what little I've seen even is just like a female ejaculation has become one more thing that's there to turn men on. That's sort of the perspective. So how do we avoid getting into that performance mode? Uh- First of all, women need to just explore their bodies on their own. So this is about body exploration. This is about a relationship with your erotic body and specifically your beautiful, wonderful G-spot who you will be amazed at the things she has to say to you. So this is not so much 
um, lovemaking with a partner. You know, this is this is body exploration and making love with yourself. Well, yes, but even even that is is like part two. The first thing you have to do is really get to know your G spot by the breathing and relaxing and seeing what's there. And and um, so it's two separate things. And this is this is what I teach in my workshops. Is, but so once you know that, and because I said the hardest thing is to just keep your fingers still. Even women will want to go too fast. It's really good because I've never even heard that. And I think it's an excellent idea. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it definitely is. And, and once you have that background and that foundation, you're building a foundation as well. Then you can share this with your partner. And he, too, needs to learn to go slower and get in tune with your, with your G-spot and with yourself, with you, with you. And this takes all the performance out of it. This is not about performance then. This is about true intimacy and relating and relating Beautiful. in a very deep way because it's our bodies, our erotic bodies, and our, our way to express love. I mean, this is what we all crave and search for, and nobody's quite figured out how to do it. Definitely, we do it in different ways. This is like a <clears throat> G-spot's the powerhouse to that. It is the neon sign. It is the pearly gates. It is what I call <laughs> it the, the literal heart of female sexuality because it is. It has a different, G-spot has a different uh, orgasmic sensation than the clitoris, one of deep melting love, uh, which means, though, that it is also passionate and wild and free because it is extremely physical. It involves the whole body, whereas the clitoral orgasm just involves the genital area. So women, you to have a G-spot orgasm, you need to get up off the bed, get out of the bedroom, you know, stand up, you know, go over the hardwood floor where you can ejaculate freely, just simply wipe it up with a towel, you know, so your hips can move because you're working up this big, huge orgasm in your body. And laying on the bed with a heavy body over you is the Victorian way, and it's just not suitable for the G-spot orgasm. I love it. And what you were describing as the the literal heart of female sexuality is what you referred to earlier as like, which on on our private conversation, as the spiritual dimension of the G-spot orgasm which you were just describing, that wild, free, sort of spontaneous expression of our deepest self. That's very true. And you're combining the physical and the spiritual, which is actually perfect. Um, You know, we're both. We're spiritual beings in a material body, in a material world, you know. Perhaps you've heard that saying, and that's, Nothing reflects that better than using your physical body to have a spiritual orgasmic experience. Absolutely. That is ecstatic. That is erotic, ecstatic life. You know, that's one huge component of it, in my opinion, and that's what ecstatic is all about. That's right. is going to get you there, and when you do the mindful exercises, you will get a really good idea of how it leads you there spiritually as well as physically. I do have to ask you. You said earlier that um, listen to what that your that your body will tell you amazing things, and I 
Can you give an ex- few examples of things that um, women say that they sort of get in that during that exploration? This kind of messages or wisdom. You know, my first instinct is is to say no. Although my second instinct is, well, it's wonderful. You're the first person to really ever ask me that question. Um, and the reason to know is because every woman will have her own experience. Mm-hmm. And what's so crucial and so beautiful about the interior life is, is it is unique. And it is the truth. It is the truth. It is your truth. And to listen to it and, and learn how to dialogue with it and to be with it and to welcome it into our lives is really the big practice and the big obstacle. But it's not hard. Yeah, and I'll go with that because in my private work with uh, clients, I understand that that is a very yeah. personal thing and it does vary I tremendously. Mean, in general, women will understand things about themselves and their sexuality. Oh, wow, this is why I'm so blocked about this. Or they'll cry. It's like, oh, my God, I have wanted, I have carried this deep longing for two decades and no one, uh, no one, including myself, has ever touched me so gently. Mm. And present, or you, you know, so it goes along those lines. I mean, it's profound. Well, thank you, thank you for sharing that. So yeah, and everybody's going to want to go there, you know, and you know that's okay too. And there's plenty of people who teach you how to ejaculate just with the ramming the organ. You know, uh, there's a lot of people who teach how to ejaculate. They just ram this organ really, really, really hard. And I'm against that because it's an organ. And they would never, these, they're usually men doing this, and they would never, ever uh, treat their prostate in that manner. <laughs> but again, they don't know it's a prostate. You know, they think it's a G-spot, and women are numbed out. So you've got to give it a lot of hard stimulation, and it's like, no, the opposite is true. Isn't it really that once it's awakened, that that almost, I mean, from my, what I could say, and you can correct me, please do if I'm wrong, that kind of that come-hither motion with your finger, so where it's caressing from the back or the tail, as you described it, toward the head of the G-spot, and that can also occur um, either inadvertently or consciously with the head of the penis. Well, absolutely. I mean, again, the techniques go out the window. The, The technique is connection. Guys always ask me, what can I do to help my partner ejaculate? I'm like, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Go ahead. Take tango lessons. (laughs) I just love that. Take tango lessons. Yeah, get into the passionate dance, the connection, huh? Yes, it's about connection. It's about, you know, it's not about applying a certain technique. Women hear that. They, They can smell that a mile away. It turns them off. And most women, you know, we just spend our erotic life just, it's like a handicap we're always working with. We try to, we try to, we try to have an orgasm and a happy sexual life while, while we, while we're always dealing with just being treated like an object really by having mechanical techniques applied to us. You know, it's yeah. time for to end. And so what you, and so, ladies, when you get in touch with your G-spot and you start acting and knowing what's there and how to treat her, you'll easily be able to 
tell this to your partner. He will easily get this. If he wants to go there, he'll get it. And then instead of using his finger, he can, and you using your finger, he can use his penis. And if that will truly blow you both off the planet, I, this is, then you will know what a static sexuality is. But again, it's not a button and it's not a pill. You have to do the work. And this, this is pleasure oriented. And this is, sometimes it's good and sometimes it isn't. You know, it's life. But the good news is this evolves over the course of our entire lifetime. It, it, you get old, our libido dies. No, that's a myth. Put it in the trash. When you are awakened with your prostate men and women, you will have this beautiful erotic uh, pleasure until the day you die. Absolutely true. Bravo. Thank you so much, Deborah. <laughs> so we're about to bring this to a close, but I do want to say two things. One is uh, to help a woman be free when you are with a partner, when you are in a bed situation, um, you know, just be sure to, to to sort of support yourself in being free by putting down a towel or, as you said, a fleece blanket or a crib sheet that has a rubber lining, anything just to feel a little more confident that you can sort of um, you know, get rid of the moisture and, and have dry sheets when you're done. Absolutely. And I also want to mention that Deborah and I talked about the fact that she's willing to do a second show that goes into greater depth with your questions if there is enough interest. So it would be a show where you can um, call in prepared with your own questions, and you can do this anonymously, of course. The engineer will only ask you for your first name and state anyway, and you could always give a pseudonym. Or you can send your questions in by email in advance. And so we'll do this if we get enough requests. And the way to request this is to email me at radioshow at ecstatica.com. So, um, Deborah, I just want to give you a chance to just tell us a little about, you know, where you give your workshops and, and um, about your book and videos and where they can find it, where they can find oh, it all. You can find it all on my website, isismedia.org, I-S-I-S-media.org, like the goddess Isis. Right. And uh, my book, Female Ejaculation in the G-Spot, it's actually, um, I'm working on, yes, you can get that on my website and Amazon.com. My videos are available on my website as well as Amazon.com. I don't have downloads yet, but I'll pop a DVD in the mail too. And my workshops I give, one-day workshops um, for couples or for women in the spring in the U.S. And in I'm over in Europe um, in the fall. And I have a weekend workshop for women in Germany every fall in October. And I have try to have one here in America um, in May. So uh, you can look on my website. I don't have my workshops up yet for 2014 because I'm revising my book. But um, stay tuned. They'll be up there. You can read about them. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing so much um, depth and breadth and beauty of this, uh, of the female prostate and female ejaculation. I really appreciate the the wisdom and the heart and the spirit that you bring to this conversation. So thank you so much, Deborah Sundahl. Thank you very much for 
for having me. And, uh, Delighted. So if you'd like a transcript of this show or any of my Ecstatica shows on Voice America and a link to Deborah Sundahl's website, visit ecstatica.com slash show. That's E-X-T-A-T-I-C-A dot com slash S-H-O-W. So thank you again, Deborah Sundahl, and thank you for listening to Ecstatica. This is Ellen E. in support of you having an erotic, ecstatic love life. We hope you've learned from and enjoyed the show today. Join us again for another stimulating hour of Ecstatica, the way to an erotic, ecstatic love life, with your host, Ellen Etoff, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, enjoy the best sex of your life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.